The theme of our Passover celebration services is encountering the cross. In Matthew chapter 4, we read these words from verse 12 to verse 17. It says, and when Jesus heard that John the Baptist had been put in prison, he returned to Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulon and Naphtali. This was to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah, land of Zebulon, Land of Naphtali by the way of the sea along the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people living in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. From that time on, Jesus began to preach. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is near. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. And everybody said Amen. It's quite interesting when we read this scripture where we started reading we see Jesus leaving a place called Nazareth. That word means he literally left there. And he goes to a place called Capernaum. This was during his earthly ministry. From the time Jesus was born, he grew in Nazareth. This is where he was raised. For 30 years of his life, Nazareth was his usual residence. This was here where he was raised by his parents. This is why he is called Jesus the Nazarite. But then when we read in this section of scripture, we see him living his own hometown. He left his place of death. In fact, when you read the Bible, you note that not again did he come back to this place except a few times. It was almost like he is forsaking Nazareth and turning his back on it. This is unusual. 
Why do such a thing? When you read further, you know that the people of Nazareth had rejected his ministry. The very people to whom he was sent, his own people, who according to God's word, were the men and women to whom the promise belonged. These were the lost sheep of Israel according to Jesus. But when he came, they rejected him. Thus John says, he came to his own, but his own did not receive him. And when they didn't receive him, Jesus then went to another place called Capernaum. This is a place which when you read was in the regions of Zebulon and Naphtali. This was not the place where God's people were in the sense of them being a chosen people by God. You remember in these days there were people who were called the chosen people there were other people who were called Gentiles they were not the chosen people. But Jesus turned his back to those who were supposed to be the chosen. And he turned his face and went to those who are not chosen. And the Bible says the people who were sitting in darkness light came in other words when Jesus came into these regions of Zebulon and Naphtali when Jesus came to the people of Capernaum he brought light because that's the way Jesus is Jesus brings light Jesus brings hope Jesus comes to a people who have been forsaken and a people who have been loved and he goes to them and he brings hope and he brings light. That's what Jesus is about. Everybody matters to him. Everybody is important to him. Everybody is a person of value to him. Here we are in our country today. We are hearing stories of some people who call other people the K word. They look at somebody and they decide on the basis of the color of your skin that you are less than human. But let me tell you that's what people may think but that's not what God thinks about you. To God, you are available, you are precious, you are loved, you are cared for, you are a human being made in the image of God. Tell your neighbor you are made in the image of God. 
And to those who are sitting in darkness, Jesus brings light. Light in the Bible speaks of hope. See, Jesus came to die on the cross to suffer on the cross to be raised on the cross his number one mission is to bring light light speaks of hope light speaks of progress light speaks of a new day a new season you may be here today Surrounded with hopelessness. Surrounded with pain, sorrow, fear, loss. I'm here to remind you Jesus came to bring light to you. I'm here to tell you Jesus came to bring hope to you. Maybe you're unemployed. Maybe you look at your family. You don't know how to feed them. Maybe you are a young person. You can't get a job. Maybe you are a parent. You don't know where your child is. I'm here to tell you. My prayer is that on this day, even tomorrow, even on Sunday, Jesus will bring hope to you. Jesus will turn your things around. It's not just a story. So Jesus came to a people in darkness. You see, God doesn't run away from our darkness. God doesn't disassociate himself with our darkness. God doesn't turn his back on our darkness. God comes to our darkness. God visits us in our darkness. God understands our darkness. God is there to help us in our darkness. God is not like people who turn their back on you when things don't work well in your life. God is not like people who run away from you when things are bad in your life. God, when things are bad, that's when he shows up. God, when things are going haywire, that's when he shows up. Because he's a God who brings light to our darkness. May God bring light to your darkness. May God bring light to your home. May God bring light to your business. May God bring light to your family. May God bring light to everything you have. Because he's a God who brings light. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? To the people who sat in darkness, Jesus brought light. So as millions of believers around the world as we remember the death burial resurrection of Jesus 
May we not only reflect on the symbolism of these things. But may we experience the blessing and the rewards of the coming of Jesus. Maybe your darkness is an incurable disease. Jesus is here. I said Jesus is here. I said Jesus is here. These last three weeks or five weeks as we have been having outreaches in Ivory Park Orange Farm Orange Farm Mutsualedi Baragwana Limona Bara Mutsualedi Rimoni Jesu We saw this Jesus Rimoni Jesu I say we saw this Jesus He brought light in the lives of many people we saw him Come on. coming into the darkness of our lives and bringing light. And today, he wants to bring light. I said today, he wants to bring light. Light speaks of hope, progress. It speaks of Dreams coming to pass. But I want to focus on this word hope. I focused on it some few weeks ago. I want to do it again. Jesus came as light in darkness. In other words, he came to bring hope where there's no hope. Why is hope important? Proverbs 13, 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. In other words, when you don't have hope, when your heart doesn't have hope, it will affect your life. One translation says, unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick. Our world today is full of hopelessness. There are so many things going on in the world that rob us of our hope. But the Bible says Jesus came to give us hope. Look at your neighbor and say hope. Neighbor. Look at your other neighbor and say you are called hope today. I call you hope. Now hope, many times when people use the word hope, when somebody says, I hope so, what they mean is, it may, it may not happen. Maybe. Look at the neighbor say, maybe. See, the word hope, when we use it, 
It's almost like when you had a dream. You caught the lotto. And, and you won 30 million rand. And, and, and you went to get your money. And, and, and just when you are about to spend it, you woke up. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? Look at your neighbor and say, I suspect they're talking about you. And so very often, when people talk about hope, they are actually talking about maybe it's just a dream that will never happen. But when the Bible talks about hope, that's not how it uses the word hope. Hope in Bible terms it's an expectancy like a woman who's expecting even if you don't see a child you can see that I'm not a lady and I don't know how to be expectant but even if you don't see the baby the baby is in the stomach and now and then, ladies, you can feel the baby kicking. Even if you can't see him or her, but the baby is there. It's just a matter of time. The baby is going to come. That's what hope is. According to the Bible, hope is a favorable expectation. That's not hope right there. <laughs> hope is an expectancy that comes from God. When we read the Bible, How about we find that hope is the foundation upon which we build so that we can know how to trust God. Because when you come to God and there's no hope in your heart, it won't be possible for you to receive what belongs to you even if it belongs to you rightfully. So the Bible tells us hope is like a title deed. When you have a title deed of a building, we know that even if we don't see the building, that piece of paper takes the place of a real building. I'm here today to challenge you. Let your heart be filled with hope today. Not the hope of an empty dream, but a hope that comes from an expectation that God will turn things around in my life.
a hope Sapo. that says Ering. even if Labeni. things around me seem to be bad but I know it will not be this way forever in my life a hope that says it may be dark I may not know which way to go but I know tomorrow is coming I know the next day is coming it may be bad this month but I know next month is coming it may be bad this week but I know next week is coming and next week things will be different because there's a God in heaven who has come into my darkness when we read the Bible we find the following things about hope number one hope moves us forward Christian hope because it's an expectation we are moving we are looking forward so what does hope do? It moves us forward. Even if today may not be a good day. Hope in our lives deletes all the regrets. All the evil of yesterday. And it moves us forward. So hope therefore energizes us. Why? The reason I want to go on is because I know God is a God of my tomorrow. That's why I know. The reason I want to move forward and I'm energized to move forward because I know God is a God who brings light in my life. Even if things didn't work out for me yesterday, God will help me through. Hope, number two, it lightens our darkness. When we have hope, even when I am in darkness, even if I don't know what to do today, the situation will not push me to a point where I am in total despair. Hope does not remove the dark and painful experience. But hope helps me to hold on even when things are hard. Hope Therefore, is the bedrock of my faith. When you read in Hebrews 11, we read about women and men who had hope. And because they had hope, they were looking forward to God doing amazing things. And the Bible tells us some of them even when they passed on the earth they had not received what they were believing for. But because they had hope when they passed on they were still strong men and women. Because they have hope. Because they have hope. 
Hope therefore brings healing in our life. When you have hope, even when you go through difficult things, you will walk in hope with your shoulders back. Why? Because when hope is there, it helps you to bear what is coming your way. In short, hope stabilizes us in the midst of a storm. All of us, we go through the storms of life. All of us, we go through difficulties of life. And what hope does is it makes us stable in the midst of a storm. Just like a ship that is sailing through the rough seas. When the sea is moving you this way and that way, what you need is something called an anchor. What they do, they will throw something into the water that's called an anchor. This anchor will go into the bed of the sea and find a rock upon which to hook. And once it has hooked on that rock, it makes the ship not to be moved. But to be stable, even when the storm is there, it may move this way and that way, but it will not be destroyed. Hope is that anchor that makes you hold on to the rock called Jesus Christ. That even when the winds are blowing in the fuka and the sea is moving you this way and that way. Even when problems come, problems let them come. But I'm not going to be moved because I'm holding on to Jesus Christ. Hope is what helps you and me to finally receive the promise that God has given us. Listen to this as I close. God comes to a man by the name of Abraham. He doesn't have a child with his wife. He's longing to be like other family to have a child and God comes to Abraham in his darkness and God says to him I will bless you with a child what is it that you are believing God for today what is it that you are asking God to do for you? What is it that you in your heart you've been talking to God about that? And God being God says to Abraham Abraham I'll give you a child. 
What most people don't know is that when God speaks, God is not like human beings. When God speaks, He keeps His word. When God speaks, He will do what He said, no matter how long it takes. Mudimu, mudimu, hasimungu. God is not Tell man. your neighbor, God is not like you, neighbor. God Mudimu. keeps his word. But Abraham, after 10 years of waiting and nothing happening, he started doubting. The same as some of you. You prayed a while ago. But it looks like what you prayed for is not happening. I'm here to tell you God has not forgotten what you asked him for. God has not forgotten that you prayed for your child. God has not forgotten that you prayed for your husband. God has not forgotten the pain and the suffering. And that it hasn't come when you are expecting it. It doesn't mean God has forgotten. God is not being He doesn't forget. He will not tell a lie. When he promises, he will deliver on the promise. So Abraham got tired of hoping, of believing. Started doing his things. Which things? Try, try, try. Try his own things. After Zamazam, God says, You know what, Abraham? This trying business, I'm not part of it. I told you that it will be you, your wife, this child will come from your loins. No Zamazam. Now note what the Bible says. As I close. Romans chapter 4. Verse 18. It says even when there was no reason for hope. Abraham kept hoping. Believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God has said to him, that's how many descendants you'll have. And Abraham, his faith did not weaken. Even though he was about a hundred years of age, he figured that his body was as good as dead. Even Cyrus' womb, but Abraham, 
never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he has promised. Can I hear an amen in this place? The Bible says, against hope, Abraham, Abraham believed in hope. Why do we believe even when it looks hopeless? I'll tell you why. Because we are believing in the one who is the maker of the heavens and the earth. We are believing in the one who created and everything became. We are believing in a God who will never lie, who will never change his mind. We are believing in a God who comes into our darkness. We are believing in a God who is aware of our suffering. That's why we believe. Even when people tell us it's too late. But we know with God all things are possible. Even if people tell us give up but we know with God what is impossible with people is possible with God. When people tell us it's too late we know it's never too late for God. God is never early. God is never late. God is always on time. And today, I want to call you wherever you are to pray with you. To pray with you. You may be sitting in the darkness of your life not knowing what the future holds for you. When you look at your life, when you look at the way you live, you're not living in a way that is pleasing to God. You've tried to do what is right. You've tried to mend your ways. It hasn't worked. You feel discouraged. You feel like giving up. But today, you've heard even in your darkness, Jesus came to bring life. Jesus came to give you peace. Jesus came to wash your sins away. Jesus came that when you encounter him he may remove your sin he may remove your fear he may remove your doubt he may remove your condemnation Jesus came to touch your life to change your life to transform your life Jesus came to change your family to change your home to change things around you 
Because he brings hope. He brings hope. Right where you are. If you say, I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus to come into my heart to change me to make me a different person. I need Jesus to bring hope, soundness, healing in my life. I need Jesus to change my heart and make me a child of God. Would you please pray for me? If that is you, would you raise your hand right where you are? I want to pray for you. Just raise your hand right where you are. Thank you so much. Raise those hands. That's right. Raise those hands. I need prayer. I see them all over the place. Raise those hands. I need God in my life. I need God in my life. I'm not going to allow my life to go on like this. I hear today Jesus is the only one who's able to lift me up out of my sorrow, out of my pain. Jesus is able to lift me up out of my despair and give me peace of heart. Just raise your hand. I want to ask you if you raise your hand I want to pray for you. Would you stand on your feet, please? Right where you are. Just stand on your feet. All over the place. Stand on your feet. Thank you so much. Stand on your feet. That's right. right. Jesus. 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 He brings hope. He brings hope. I want to ask all of you who are standing. I want to pray for you. Let this day be a day that marks the coming in of hope. Let this day be a day that marks a turnaround in your life. Where you are standing, I'm going to ask you just to come and walk all the way to the front so that we should pray together. And as you come, bring all your belongings with you. Don't leave your belongings behind. Just come, we'll wait for you. From wherever you are. And as you come, please only walk on the on the cover. Here they come. Give them a big hand, Give them a big hand. Look at them. Look at them. Look at them as they come. Jesus is able to give. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 